Well, welcome to After Sunday. Yes, I've just called it After Sunday because it's After Sunday. And this is uh, a conversation with the person who spoke on the past Sunday about um, the Sunday message and a little bit more, not necessarily detail, but just some more thoughts around what couldn't be explained. And, and it's just a conversation between myself, Joey Millington, with today, Reverend Brett Jones. But you prefer Pastor Brett. Look, I'll answer to anything, but Brett's fine. Brett's fine. All right. So this was your first Sunday at East City Wesleyan Church as the lead pastor. It was Induction Sunday. What were your, th- yeah, what was, what was kind of going through your head that day? Well, I guess on uh, Saturday I was thinking, why did I agree to preach on the very first Sunday? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just felt really important to kind of let let out what God had been laying on my heart. Eight weeks sabbatical uh, is a long time to wait and kind of hold yourself back and, and rest and not get too excited. So I was ready to speak by the time we got there. But we had a great time and just really enjoyed the welcome and the warmth and the depth of it. That's good. I can neither uh, confirm nor deny you sending emails prior to starting because you're just ready to go. You're, well, look, yeah. <laughs> you're, These things happen. Yeah, yeah. Once you start thinking about, uh, you know, taking the job, you just you can't turn it off, really. So what what was the topic of the sermon? Because what are we going through, I guess, for the sermon series for the next, I guess, four Sundays from last Sunday? And what was this one about? Well, it seemed really important that we get a sense of uh, who ECW is, who who the church has been, uh, who the church is, and, and and who the church is becoming. And as I thought about that and prayed into that, I thought, you know, a great way to go there is to really look at at our values, to get a sense of uh, who are we, and 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 kind of come to grips with that. There's a historic aspect to that because values are birthed in experience, and that would be particularly the case for ECW twenty two years ago. Um, coming out of a situation where there was a real need to say what matters and who are we and uh, those values have been you know, constant throughout and uh, but there's also an opportunity to say uh, not just who are we but who do we want to become and values I think lead us in that direction as well so it seemed like a great opportunity uh, to to do something on the values so what are the values oh you're putting me on the yeah, spot yeah here we go Christ-centered Bible-based Holy Spirit-led vision-driven Boom. And, and last Sunday was which one? We kicked off with Vision Driven, um, mostly because I thought, uh, while all the values I think uh, sit kind of uh, in an equal tension in, in how the church defines itself, it seemed to me, uh, first Sunday, let's let's also take the opportunity to talk about the vision as, as part of talking about the values. So we were able to talk about our church vision uh, and understand how that mapped into the value of being vision driven. And there was an application at the end of the sermon. So why, what was the application kind of pointing towards as like a response? Well, I, I guess I really wanted to get to the heart of uh, how, how, what, what is going to drive us, you know, as disciples, as followers of Christ, but also as this band of followers of Christ, this group uh, of people together, uh, and to really just offer the opportunity to say, hey, what does it look like for us to to realign, to reconnect, to recommit to living out this vision together. In that sense, being vision-driven people, people that have a sense of of being uh, called to become people growing, which I think aligns really uh, awesomely with uh, growing in our love of God, and and also to become people who are reaching others with the good news of Jesus Christ, which maps you know beautifully onto uh, the second part of the great commandment to, to love our neighbors. So it seemed like it was worth pointing out that that congruence between you know Jesus you know great commandment but also uh, what what our vision is yeah so a call to live that so 
if if that's the vision of ECW, uh, people growing through the power of the Holy Spirit and reaching others with the good news of Jesus Christ, it's I guess it's easy for that to be like I don't use the word corporate, but you know, like corporate body church vision, right? Uh, that's what we're driving towards, and that's kind of that is not more than kind of that is uh, the lens through which we see ourselves. So I guess you personalized it a little bit on Sunday, so. How do you see that maybe working out in the individual life, not just in the, you know, the broader life of the church? Well, it's kind of why I chose the passage that I did, you know, and, and the, the friends who bring their paralyzed uh, friend to Jesus. And because it's, you know, I, I don't imagine a vision message has ever been preached using that passage. And I was really looking to capture the thought that uh, to be a driven, uh, a vision driven person is to see God, to see people, and to see the world the way that God does. And it's such a great example, that story. It's a picture of what it looks like to be moved by the love of God, to be moved uh, by the love of neighbor, and for action to be uh, what ensues. And um, so that, that's that's why I really went to that passage, um, because it puts some flesh on the kind of barbaric Christianity that sometimes I think you know we've civilized out of the church. Yeah, it's a bit more raw, and you don't really know what to do with it sometimes, and it looks messy, and it doesn't fit into a box most of the time. And one of the things that I didn't say, because we didn't have time to cover everything, you know, I'm intrigued by the fact that, you know, the, they lower the guy through the roof, and we talked on Sunday about how, how uh, they had to dig through the roof. But this was a thick, packed layer of clay. And what we didn't really talk about is how long did it take uh, to dig through? Because, you know, you can imagine this first inbreaking of the kingdom of God literally coming through the roof uh, it starts off as these dull thuds and maybe people can hear it but they're not quite sure what's happening and then a little bit of dirt starts to drop so you realize something uh, disorienting something unusual something that's going to take you to your comfort zone is beginning to happen because the people that are inside have got in inside front row seats they're there because well that's their place of honor and some of the dirt's cut starts coming down. Well, that's not really congruent with their expectations of being honored guests. And then the thing actually starts to crack and <laughs> to shake, and clods of dirt are coming in. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine how long it takes to break through that kind of roof. Is it 10 minutes? You know, like... I, Chunks fell on people's heads, probably. Exactly. You know, yeah. And, and you, know, the, you know, a chaotic, messy, and literally but also kind of just flipping the tables on, on uh, turning the tables on people's expectations about what honor looks like. And so those that have gathered in the place of honor um, are suddenly kind of eclipsed by this uh, man who has been given the place of honor mm-hmm. and by his friends who you know, have acted in this extreme way to get him to Jesus. And it makes me think of what are we willing to do to get people to Jesus, right? Yeah, and look, there was a throwaway line which I put in there. You know, what have you broken lately? Yeah, in order to bring someone to Jesus, um, and I don't know how people heard that, but you know, for me, I, I felt it when I said it because I think, I think that's quite an arresting kind of thought process. Uh, what have I broken? Um, and 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 more to the point, what expectations have I kind of broken through? Um, what have I seen and not seen? Because you know, quite often we see the barriers. We see the things that are, uh, make things seem difficult uh, or unwise or uncomfortable. 
uh, versus you know seeing the possibility, seeing seeing that God actually is at work, uh, seeing that He was at work in this man's life, uh, and getting getting alongside God with that and, and getting the guy to Jesus. It's awesome. When you said that line, "What are you willing to break um, to get to someone to Jesus?" the the thought that came to me wasn't something physical. It was more social norms or procedures or well, we do we don't do it like that. It, you shouldn't do it like that because that's actually breaking what was someone else put up. And But you might see it as a barrier. Like someone put that roof up, and it was there for a reason. Actually, it was there for a very good reason. Um, but it was still worth breaking down um, for the ultimate goal of getting that guy down through the roof. Yeah, it's a story of doing whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe, maybe that's the catch cry, whatever it takes. Um, whatever it takes to become a person growing, a person whose love for God and trust in God and surrender to God is increasing, um, doing whatever it takes to become a person who's reaching someone else you know, with the gospel, um, whatever that might be. And that might be physical, that might be, as you say, social, um, that might involve our resources. Any number of things might might be uh, things that get, get, get broken along the way. So what would you say to someone who's hearing that? And they're like, yeah, I, I theologically agree with what you're saying, but I'm tired. And uh, like the last three years, I'm just, I'm really tired. And when I hear that, I just think more work. Well, I mean, I think many of us are sitting in that place of feeling like we're the broken ones. Um, and, and I think you can position yourself in different places in this story. Um, because on, so, on my good days, I'm, I'm the friends lowering the guy through the roof. Uh, but on my tough days, I'm the guy that needs to be carried. Um, and, you know, I think for many of us, we are in that place. I love uh, how Wesley kind of saw this. I, I talked about this a bit on Sunday. It's, uh, it's actually on the podcast. If you want to go and look at the, the actual message, you can the, the slides are there. Uh, and and this, this, this idea that our love for neighbor is really birthed out of God's love for us. And so I think that probably is the place that for those of us that are feeling a bit broken and a bit you know, beaten up by, by the last few years, that point of reconnection, that God's love uh, is not obstructed by anything. Now, um, there's certainly things that make it more difficult on some days. Um, the dust cloud might seem a little bit thicker, but actually we're never beyond God's love. And that's the fuel for this journey it's not it's not a matter of trying harder it's not a matter of even being smarter um but it it is a matter of pressing in closer to the god who loves us so deeply Mm, just pressing in closer so what what does pressing in closer look like then well i think in this in this story what i love about the story is um the 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 man in question the friend he he exercised you know hardly any faith throughout the entire journey um I mean, I guess he could have resisted his friends helping him and picking him up. He could have resisted being carried. He could have resisted being lowered. But I think what it looked like was allowing his community to carry him. Um, and that's a lot of how the, the story plays out. And, of course, he does have this moment of truth where he does have to exercise his own faith, where, where Jesus says to him, you know, pick up your mat and walk. Um, it's, it's, it's not a free pass, um, but I think a big part of, of, of the journey for him was allowing his community to carry him. And I think that's a little bit where we're at now. You know, are, are we getting up to go to church on a Sunday? You know, it's a task to tick off, or are we allowing our community to carry us? Are we heading out on a midweek night to go to, our, to a small group, uh, or are we participating in 
being carried and carrying those in our communities. I think, you know, this is a time where that mutual carrying is, is needed more than ever. People growing through the power of the Holy Spirit, reaching others with the good news of Jesus Christ, vision-driven church. And when I think of all those things, a lot, a lot comes to mind. Um, because I guess you could say that that actually encompasses kind of the trajectory or the the progression of of what you would expect someone who is touched by the love of God would go through. Well, you can't reach others with the good news of Jesus Christ unless the Holy Spirit's kind of in your life. That's right. And and so I'm just I'm more or less summarizing right now. It is it is drawing near or coming close or pressing in to God that actually rejuvenates the second part of that vision. It's not the first part than the second. Uh, the second part than the first is the first leading to the second. Yeah, and look, I think these things have a way of, of feeding on each other. I think there's nothing more amazing and rejuvenating and faith-encouraging than being a part of seeing someone you know, come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, they, they don't exist in isolation. But, but I think you're right. I think, I think uh, we love because God first loved us and I think that's that's what the journey of transformation is about is about the 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 perfect love of God being more and more revealed in our living and 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 the most testing part of that for us uh, as human beings is to lay down uh, a sense of our own uh, desires longings agendas our own visions if you like and instead allow God to to set the agenda and most often that'll be um, other people Mm -hmm. uh, and and us learning to serve and to love um, and to live for others, you know, and not just ourselves. So on that, on that kind of thought, uh, I'm going to let, I guess, the congregation in on what happened this morning. Um, so we have staff meeting, and it's our first staff meeting. It's a Friday morning, by the way. And uh, usually we get right down to business, but what Brett said was, let's go to the, to the sanctuary, to the front of the stage, and we're going to pray. And to me, that was a time of pressing in, because to be completely honest and vulnerable, I was very tired, and I did not want to have to focus on something else other than what I came in here to do, to be completely honest. However, Sorry after... Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. So we, we prayed in the front, we prayed around the seats, we went off on our own to pray, and then we prayed at the front of the building um, for the church and for people who aren't a part of the church and the community. And afterwards, that was like, if I could talk about that progression of vision, um, that was a refreshing moment where we pressed in and then, oh, things became a bit clearer, actually, with what we ought to do. And so, like, that reaching others aspect kind of enlightened once I pressed in, mm. which I thought was really cool. It's um, nice to hear. Yeah, so there you go. I'm a bit more vulnerable with a microphone in front of me, Brett. Yeah, that's good. We should, we should just catch up and chat yeah. just with mics. We don't even need to turn no. them on. I need it. My, my curated self is the best self. <laughs> that's that's the best self I have to offer. Anyway, any last thoughts before we kind of conclude? Oh, just we were just we just loved uh, being with uh, the family here, and um, we're very grateful for the way in which people welcomed us. Just the depth and sincerity of the prayers, the way in which gifts were, you know, given to our kids. Just so thoughtful um, for people to think of our kids. Um, you know, a lot of people will talk about how ECW is a really welcoming church. And um, and I think that that's that was our experience, and certainly um, a number of our guests who were with us, you know, commented. Uh, and I guess for us, you know, that that foundation of of wanting to be a welcoming presence, 
uh, in our community. That's what we have to build on. Um, I, I think um, it's about taking that sense of concern and care for others and allowing God to amplify it and magnify it um, because it'll serve us well. Uh, if, it, if, it allow, if it takes us um, out into the community and we start busting in some roofs of our own, you know, the fuel, some of the fuel's already there, and I think, I think we're well set up for that. Sounds good. And this Sunday is Christ-centered. It is, which, you know, Jesus Kind of, kind of important. Yeah, kind of important to the whole, you know, values things of ECW and Christianity in general. Well, anyway, thanks. This was after Sunday, and we might do this again next week. We'll see. Sounds great. All right.